Hey, survivors, Camille from Surviving a Badge. Welcome back. Let's talk about an interesting coincidence between the Idaho student murders that happened just over a week ago and the Gainesville Ripper case, shall we? So I was, uh, strangely enough, I was painting the house and I was thinking about this case. And it occurred to me that the Idaho student murder case is extremely similar to another case that happened here in Florida in 1994, the Gainesville Ripper. A uh, individual was going around murdering uh, college students in, at the University of Florida, and uh, he they were they were living in off-campus housing, just like the Idaho case. Uh, he ended up killing five UF students um, all off campus. He actually used a K-bar knife, and that'll come into play in a minute. And um, my prediction is that just like Danny Rawlings, the Idaho murder case is going to be a transient or a homeless individual similar to Danny Rollins' case. I dare not say copycat. It might just be a lot of coincidences in this case. So if you don't know, and I'm sure you do, over a week ago, there were four University of Idaho students brutally murdered in their off-campus housing in one apartment. There was six people there uh, at the time. Three of them uh, lived there, and one one of the, uh, the gentlemen who was slain, he was staying the night with his girlfriend. Somebody, and they do not have a lead yet, but somebody entered the home and murdered these children with a knife, which is a very brutal, up-close, rage-filled murder instrument. And law enforcement, lo and behold, is looking for a K-bar knife, just like in the Danny Rollins case. And a lot of people are thinking, well, how did they overpower or how did this individual overpower four college students well take into the fact that it was very early hours they were probably sleeping and if you get somebody in the right spot or you overpower them and you duct tape them you can do it and you use threat and intimidation a knife a, a knife specifically the k-bar knife is a very menacing uh weapon so I don't think that's that's too much to ask that this individual was able to either kill these um, victims in their sleep or um, overpower them. There, the authorities still have no clue who this uh, scumbag is who murdered these uh, innocent lives. And last week I did a brief episode on this and we talked about a, uh, a gentleman that was standing outside a food truck with, uh, with two of the ladies. Well, they have cleared that individual. Then there was another individual, the driver who drove those ladies home. They've cleared that individual. They've cleared the other roommates. They've cleared an ex-boyfriend. So who does that leave? My opinion, my gut tells me, my 25 years in law enforcement tells me that this individual is a transient, is a, a homeless person, and has not yet become on the radar of law enforcement. I think he will. I think it's only a matter of time before they get this guy, but I really, really feel that this is where this is going to go. Um, 
they'll match it through DNA. Um, whenever there's a stabbing, uh, blood is very slippery, and 90% of the time, the individual doing stabbing, especially if it's a lot of stabbing, uh, they injure themselves. There's probably some fingerprints. But if the individual's not in CODIS, they can't just run it and it'll be nothing. Um, so they have to actually identify an individual to run in CODIS and compare to the blood left at the scene, which is a long thing. We're all used to, oh, let's wrap it up in a half an hour. No, some of these investigations, especially when you've eliminated everybody, these investigations can take some time. So another thing happened just the other day that came out in the news was there was apparently, a, I think it was an Australian shepherd or some kind of shepherd that within three miles, which is not a long distance, was uh, brutally killed, apparently almost dressed like a deer, according to some of the records. And law enforcement, they've been saying some weird things. First, they said with the dog, um, oh, oh, that has nothing to do with it. Now, if they know who did the dog, let's say they've identified the person who actually brutally murdered this dog and skinned it or whatever they did to it, dressed it like a deer, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's that sicko, you know, Bobby Smith. We know he did it, so he, we know that he's not involved. Well, they've also said some other things that are a little suspicious they have no idea who murdered these students and yet they're telling people oh it's fine there's no worry there's no concern bs they have no idea who this is they have no idea if they're if they're going to come back and get somebody else just like in the danny rollins case they had no idea who this individual was until they stumbled across a tent and then they developed some leads I, I'm telling you, this the two cases are strikingly similar. Danny Rollins, 1994, used a K-bar knife, killed five university students in off-campus housing. He was a transient. He was from Shreveport, Louisiana. It's a great case. It's a horrible case, but it's an interesting case study. And I think the similarities in this Idaho case are just striking. Um, I really, really think it's going to come down to they're going to find somebody who happens to be obviously severe um, uh, mental health issues, some rage issues. And I think my gut tells me that this person is a is a homeless or a transient from somewhere else, and they've eliminated everybody else. And that's that's where where my gut is is telling me. Now let's talk a little bit about the the dog situation. There is there is a uh, um, a, a device a. Uh, uh, a theory. It's called the McDonald Triad. Now, the McDonald Triad um, takes and a study. It's a study of serial killers for the last several decades, and they look at the history of these serial killers, and they found that many, many things are very similar in all these serial killers. One, animal abuse. One side of a triangle, animal abuse. The other side is arson, and then the third side is enuresis, which happens to be late-term bedwetting outside of the normal parameters of a child when they're supposed to grow out of it in, in a later age. And they found that a lot of these serial killers suffer from all three of these things. And when I heard about the, the dog that was dressed like a deer, 
just red flags went off and i just really think that we're dealing with an idaho police department um the moscow police department is 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 kind of downplaying the possible threat because they do not want to cause a panic and a terror among this college um uh, town but i really think that the the um the threat is not over this person's still out there and if that person's capable and able to murder in cold blood these four idaho students i think they are totally able to do more even and until he's caught and he won't stop so <clears throat> that is my connection between the idaho murder and the danny rollins the gainesville ripper case i think i'm right and you should really look into the gainesville ripper Send me a comment. Let me let me know what you think about this connection I'm making between the Gainesville Ripper and the uh, the Idaho case, and how many different similarities there are from the K bar, from the off housing students, the students, you name it. I think there's just a, just stark how many um, similarities there are in this case. Also, uh, like and subscribe. Tell us what you think about our shows. Um, we're on a little bit of a hiatus for Thanksgiving. That's why I'm I'm doing these individual and uh, LT and John are going to do some individual uh, videos as well um like i said like and subscribe share all that good stuff and always that surviving the badge we still got your six